Scripture reading be taken from 1 Kings chapter 13. First King chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jerobeam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child should be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priest of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, this is the sign which the Lord hath spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass when King Jerobeam heard the saying of the man of God, which he cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand which he put forth against him dried up, so that he could not pull it in again to him. The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought the Lord, and the king's hand was restored him again, and became as it was before. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me, and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For, as, for so was it charged me, by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way, and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. You may be seated. Our subject for this morning is, God will not change who he is. God will not change who he is. Now, how many have ever believed something or believed in something you were doing and because of what someone said or because of something you saw or what you read, it caused you to change your mind and what you believe. How many have eaten something and because of what someone said was in it or what somebody said about it, you decided you weren't going to eat it anymore. Even though it was good and you liked it. So many people believe 
because you called it oxtails, it come from the tail of an ox. And they won't eat it. Believe me. It's not a tail of an ox. And I'm going to eat it. Regardless of what you've read or read or what someone says about God, God will not change who he is or what he says. And if you don't believe or continue to believe, it may change who you become. As we grow in Christ, we must be careful of what we hear, how we hear, and who we hear it from. There are a lot of things out there being said about many things and many things being said about God that are not true. And we must be careful who we receive it from. Words can change your entire life and your way of thinking. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. A person can start out right and because of another voice, they end up wrong. Did you hear me? You can start out right. But if you listen to a voice you shouldn't listen to, you could end up wrong. Satan started out okay. But he said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Judas started out okay. But the devil put in the heart of Judas to betray Jesus. And when he saw he was condemned, he repented himself. He did not repent unto God. He repented himself. How many of you know when y'all repent, it's got to be, a, it's got to be of God. Amen. Not just because you got caught. <laughs> and because of this, he hung himself. Here in 1 King is a man of God who God plainly instructed and told him what to do and what not to do. The man of God told the king, you can give me half of your house and I will not eat with you. Do you know, that is saying something. Huh? That's saying something. And a king's house ain't little. He said, I have been charged by the word of the Lord. Eat no bread, no drink water, nor turn again by the same way that I came. Eat no bread, drink no water. Whether it was a king, a queen, or a prophet, the instructions were clear. God gave him a choice. Just as we have been given a choice of what we do. Jesus said, I came that you might have life. And that more abundant. <coughs> but Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Folks, want, folks don't want to believe there's a God. 
But they want to believe there's, a, there's Satan. But they won't believe what the Bible says about Satan. Satan was to steal the life and understanding. And this can come or be done by the word falling on the wayside. He wants to kill the relationship between you and your father. This can happen by the word being choked by the cares of this world. He wants to destroy your soul. In these last days, it is important to choose wisely. And it is important that we choose the right choices and make the right decisions. With what's going on can, can be easily seen today that we need to make some, some changes and some good choices and be wise about what we choose to do. If we, were, if we were not given a chance, or should I say, if we were not given a choice, we would complain that God was not fair. In fact, when we're given a choice, many still say God is not fair. For example, the, word, the world says, if you lose something because of your choice that you make, God's unfair. If you lose someone you love, it is God's problem or fault. He's not fair. If, if you can't get something you want, blame God. Because God ain't fair. If God doesn't come when you want him to or do what he wants you to do, guess what? It's God's fault. He ain't fair. They say he is unfair, yet they don't believe who he is. When people claim the devil made me do it, the devil did it, but God ain't fair. What does God have to do to be fair? What? Don't allow another voice to convince you to choose unwisely, no matter how good it sounds. Don't do it. Let's look at what happened to the man of God who who did what he shouldn't have done. Look at verse 11. Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king, them they told also to their father. Saints, when the Lord chooses and uses you, others will hear and they will tell those around them what was done. In this case, the sons of an old prophet heard and told. Verse 12 says, and their father said unto them, what way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his son, saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon. And went after the man of God, and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, 
Come home with me and eat bread. Now, before I go any further, how many believe you hear from God? Okay. So for you, if Father instructs you not to do something, no matter who tries to sway you differently, if God said it and spoke it to you, obey the voice of God. Do not listen to anyone else. How many, how many agree with that? Okay, young people. God speaks to your parents. Uh-oh. When you hear your parents speak and they instruct you what to and not to do, do not listen to your peers and friends. Just because they do it doesn't make it right. And because they get away with it doesn't mean it's okay. Now, back to this old prophet. But I ain't finished. The old prophet said, come home with me and eat bread. This is what the man of God told the old prophet in verse 16. And he said, I may not return with thee nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord. Thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. This sounds pretty clear to me, Amen. right? He ain't changing nothing. The same thing he told the king, he told the old prophet. Verse 18, and he said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. Again, when your parents say one thing, this doesn't change because your, your, your friend said another. My mother said it, so it was okay. The word of your boyfriend or your girlfriend does not override the words of your parents. What Father says in his word does not change when you change churches. Uh-oh. The doctrine of Christ does not change with the doctrine of man. Let God be true. And every man a liar. As it is written. Anybody listening? Which voice are we listening to today? This, this, this would be no different than when God told Adam, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die. But the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Tell me whose words means the most. Whose words has the power? Who is true and who is a liar? Who has the last say? Who knows what death is? Satan was created by the creator. 
When God says one thing in his word and someone else comes along and says something else, when you know what God has said is true, who are you going to believe? Do we realize God will not change who he is? If we don't believe, but if we don't believe who he is, it may change who we become. If you decide to follow the instructions of another parent, knowing your parent did not agree, what will happen? If we decide to follow the instructions of another voice, knowing it was not the voice of God and he did not agree, what do you think will happen? The scriptures are full of consequences. Because men did not listen to the instructions of God. But thank God we are not under the law. Thank God Father gave us Jesus. Thank God for forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Amen. Do you know, parents give out punishments in many different shapes, forms, and consequences. How, how many children will agree to that? Huh? Back in the day, when I was growing up, our parents spanked us. T -t Today, that's almost against the law. Call 911. <laughs> we had things taken away from us. Today, that's unheard of. They didn't stop allowances uh, uh, for us because we didn't get one. We, my message. We had chores with no pay. The only way that we got money was we had to go around collecting pop bottles. And back then, if you was under 18 or 21, you couldn't collect beer bottles. Had to be pop bottles. And you only got two cents. Had to save up 10 or 15 pop bottles just to get some chum gum. Y'all don't know what that is either. We were put on punishment. Today is child abuse. We couldn't leave the house or go out the yard if they let us out the house. Today, children have everything in their room. You can't get them to go out the house. But if we thought God was silent to us, if we thought God was spanking us, took something from us, or punished us, we would think that the world was coming to end. The truth of the matter is, we are being silent to God by not getting into his word. We are punishing ourselves, and we're not receiving what he's trying to give us because we won't give ourselves to him. Now, I want you to listen to an option David was given. Look at 1 Chronicles 
chapter 21. First Chronicles chapter 21, and look at verse 1. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. Now, drop down to verse 7. And God was displeased with this thing. Therefore, he smote Israel. And David said unto God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. But now I beseech thee, do away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. When you do something stupid and it's affecting other people, do you ask for forgiveness? Or do all of a sudden you get lost and can't nobody find you? But even in all of this, God was showing David mercy. And the Lord spake unto Gad, David's seer, saying. But did you know today the seer he speaks are the pastors? He's told us, I will give you pastors according to mine heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Verse 10, he said, go and tell David, saying, thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose thee one of them that I may do it unto thee. I'm so glad God offered us one thing. And his name is Jesus. Verse 11 says, so, so God came to David and said unto him, thus saith the Lord, choose thee. Either three years famine or three months to be destroyed before thy foes, while that the, the sword of thine enemies overtake thee, or else three days the sword of the Lord, even the pestilence in the land, and the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the coast of Israel. Now therefore advise, thee, advise thyself what word I shall bring again unto him that sent me. Three years of something, three months of something, or three days of something. If you were in this situation, what would you have God do to you? Would you want three years or something? Three months or something? Or three days or something? Somebody said, well, I got plenty of money, so I just take the, the three, three years. Or I got this, I take the three months. Just think about it. We have a choice today. In the things that we do, we have a choice. Accept the voice of the Lord and have eternal life and salvation or reject the voice of the Lord and have eternal damnation. But David said this, let me fall now into the hand of the Lord. For very great are his mercies. But let me not fall into the hand of man. Man don't know what mercy is. Don't know how to give mercy. But let me fall into the hands of my God. Now, back to 1 Kings 13, verse 18. 
said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee in thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. The man of God heard from God, and the prophet said he heard from an angel. That's plain, ain't it? And the things God speaks to us is just as plain. Anybody agree? So he, he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. Knowing what the word of the Lord said to him was different, he did it anyway. Anybody ever done that? You, you knew God was telling you no, and you did anyway? Let me make it clear. You know your parents told you not to, and you decided to. I, I, can, I can definitely recall at one particular time, we told our daughters where not to go. And they went anyway. Took the car. And somebody hit them. And, to find, and, and, and finding it out, they had to tell me because there was a report. So you see, there was a consequence. Amen. Or was shown they didn't get away with it. So verse 19, so he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. Verse 20, and it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that, broke, that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast not... Now, when somebody about to pray, prophesy, or, or speak to you, you, you looking for a good report, ain't you? Yeah. Oh, you, you just ready to melt. Oh. Oh, tell me, Lord. This wasn't a melting situation. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back and hast eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. You ain't going to make it. Your time is short. I don't know how short, but it's short. Saints, Moses disobeyed, disobedience kept him from entering the promised land. Because of Adam's disobedience, he was driven from the garden. As pastors, we cannot tell you what will happen in your disobedience. But we can give you knowledge how to repent so it won't happen. Or instruct you so you don't fall in that direction. And it came to pass in verse 23, after he had eaten bread, 
And after he had drunk, that he sat up for from him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. Now, before I go any further, I mean, you didn't already, you, you already did what you shouldn't have done. And God's already told you what he's going to do. I mean, all the, all the prophet could do is, you know, I might, I might as well finish up eating it. This might be my last meal. I mean, I, I don't know what God got in the store, but he had already said, I'm going to die. My relationship ain't right. Now, I won't put you in this situation. Isaiah came to Hezekiah. And he told Hezekiah, you're going to die. The sickness that you got, you're going to die. So Isaiah, he did what the Lord, told, Lord said he made to tell him. And he left. But Hezekiah wasn't satisfied. He turned unto the Lord. And he prayed unto the Lord. And what he said is, Lord, remember this and that. Now, I'm wondering how come the man of God didn't do that himself. He just finished eating and, oh, well. I mean, how many times did we do something? Oh, well. But Hezekiah turned unto the Lord and said, Lord, remember. Remember this. Remember that. Before, Hez before Isaiah had gotten out from wherever he was, the Lord told Isaiah, you go back. You tell Hezekiah, I've heard that prayer. Amen. The relationship is right. And you see, Father God has given us his spirit. Yeah, yeah. He's given us Jesus who yeah. died for us. You, that we may have a right to call him our father. And because of that, just as Hezekiah was able to do what he did, we can do daily. Amen. We ain't got to go find a wall. We, you can start praying right now. Lord, remember, or do we say, Lord, I want you to forget this. You know, forget when I was over here yesterday. Don't forget what I said to my husband. For, forget how I acted when I was in the grocery store. <laughs> or can we say, Lord, remember, Thank you, Lord. I'm your child. Remember your son died for me. That I have a right to call you my father. Remember the blood was shed and cleansed me of what I've done. So you see, the Lord told him, Isaiah, you can go back. You tell him, I've, I've heard his prayer. And because I've heard his prayer, I will give him 15 more years. That's a promise. God don't change. And, and even in that situation, Hezekiah was, you know, wait now, Lord, I want proof. So Isaiah said, well, what kind of proof you want? I tell you what, I'll make the sun go forward 10 degrees or I'll send it back. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, it's easy to make the sun go forward 10 degrees. I mean, it's daylight savings time. <laughs> make it go back. And he did so. How many times are you, you, in your prayer, you want the Lord to do something, and you say, Lord, give me a sign. 
Give me a sign, Lord. Let Bridget call me at 3.05 p.m. and just, just say she called to say everything was good. Well, Lord, if, if, let it rain. Let it rain on this side of the street, but not on this side of the street. <laughs> Says I've seen it happen. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Lord, remember. Verse 23 again. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, man, he didn't make it far. And when he was gone, a lion met him. By the way, hi there. And slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way. And the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. Huh? Lion, lion didn't have, the lion had his orders. That's it. That's exactly it. Mess with the man of God. Lead the ass alone. How many of in the lion's den? The lion had his orders. Do not touch Daniel. Do you, hear, do, you, do you understand the power of God? Yes. Animals know the power. Yes. They know what to do, not yes. to do, yes. and we still stupid and won't do. Yes. But they was told, do not bother Daniel. Daniel was there all night long. I don't know if he was using the, the lion as a pillow or what, but he, he, he slept all night long. And when the king came the next day, Oh, Daniel, are thou well? Daniel said, all is well. So the king said, all right. Something's got to happen. Amen. Them lions are hungry. So he put Daniel out and everybody was against Daniel. He threw them in the lions then. And their children, I believe, he said. The lions had a feast. And King Duba, he, he didn't give me no orders about this one. Huh? <laughs> and behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Who we have now, the man of God did not have. And that's Jesus. Because of Jesus, Psalms 85 and 10 said, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Let me say this about grace. It is by grace we are saved through faith. Where sin abound, grace did, not, did much more abound. Where we are not under the law, but under grace. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. I want to leave these two scriptures with you. Colossians 3.16. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. For if you allow God's word to dwell in you richly, meaning if you allow God's word to have a great worth and value in you by wisdom, by teaching, by being reproved gently through songs and singing with abundant words in your heart, you'll be all right. Colossians 4 and 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Let what you speak and say be spoken with elegance and the pleasing characteristics of God seasoned with words that make you thirsty and desire more. By this you will know how to answer a man in his quest to seek the righteousness of God that abides in you. My time is up.